the thing that I really like I'm passionate about is how can I help companies that are growing, which a lot of times are pressured by, you know, investors and different people to to kind of like, you know, increase margins and and make sure that everybody's making money. But like how can I keep, help them stay kind of at their core capabilities, right? So if they're an organic company or they're an all-natural company and they're trying to do something where they're trying to like make their food still really interesting and still really great ingredients, like I love to be the person that can help them like either come up with new products or make something that's really true to their essence. Amazing flavor is an amazing human who has perfected their craft. Welcome to Flavors Unknown, a series of inspirational conversations with renowned culinary leaders. Discover how their cultural identity shapes their creative process with your host, Emmanuel. Hello, and welcome to the Flavors Unknown podcast. Today's episode has a very different style from all my previous episodes. My guests are the host of the podcast, Mickey and Rin Eat In. I was just on their podcast last week. Rin is an acupuncturist and herbalist, and Mickey, who graduated from the CIA, is a food consultant who helps create new product ideas for CPG companies. I am your host, Emmanuel Roche. I have been in the food industry for more than 20 years, both in Europe and in the US, and every other week, I have genuine conversation with acclaimed chef, pastry chefs, and mixologists from around the country. Today, though, Mickey never wanted to work as a chef in a restaurant. Instead, he decided to help food and beverage companies innovate, and you are going to hear what it means. Mickey and Rin are also expecting their first baby, and we are going to talk about this as well. You can find the show notes of this episode and other episodes on the website flavorsunknown.com, and please subscribe to our newsletter. You can follow us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at flavorsunknown. And now, let's have a casual conversation with Mickey and Rin from the Mickey and Rin Eat In podcast. Hi, Rin. Hi, Mikey. Welcome to Flavors Unknown. I'm really excited to have you both. Thank you, Emmanuel. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, really excited. Thanks for having us. Very cool. Yeah. So um, I have to say that I believe congratulations is in order, correct? So you guys are expecting a baby, I heard, on one of your episodes. Yeah. We were talking about this. Really? You want to talk you about our baby? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So baby, baby, what? Baby well, boy, baby girl. Well, so we have a baby boy coming. So we did we did IVF. This It's been a long process for us. It's been a five-year process. But we did, this is our third round of, of IVF and our last embryo. So this little friend. Oh my gosh, guys. Yeah, we really nailed it. And yeah. Rini, do you want to do the big reveal? <laughs> yeah. He is uh, some kind of superhero, we feel like. Yep. <laughs> it's, a it's a boy. Yep. <laughs> That's how like, you want to do the big reveal and then boof, you imagine <laughs> before she went into the boy. <laughs> okay. And for those of you that don't know what IVF is, it's an assisted reproductive technology. So people that have a hard time getting pregnant or cannot get pregnant naturally. 
it is a way for people to potentially get pregnant. And so yes. this this little nugget was our was our success story. Sure. I'm now um, almost Absolutely. 31 weeks pregnant. And yeah, yeah, um, we're yeah. having a real difficult time with names. So we thought we oh, would boy. crowdsource from fans of your show, Emmanuel, um, <laughs> our current working... <laughs> Our current working name for our little nugget is um, Rigatoni Party Time. Yeah. And Rigatoni Party Time. Rigatoni Party Time. Where did you get that from the show? (laughs) (laughs) I need to understand the connection. (laughs) Well, the the biggest connection was that we're trying to do an Italian boy's name, and we're just Mm -hmm. having a really Uh, hard time with the right Italian boy's name. Like, there's so many beautiful Italian names. And then, but they're like, oh, there's some movie actor that's like named that name. And it's like, oh, they're not the coolest Uh guy. Or it sounds like he's like a superhero character. And so I was like, why don't we just name him a pasta name? And so we Mm -hmm. thought like, what about Rigatoni? And we call him Riggs. And then Party Time is just the coolest (laughs) middle name of all time. So it's Rigatoni Party Time, but we're calling him Riggs. (laughs) Okay. So I think like for everyone listening and then your listeners as well, that I guess they have to wait a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to get like, okay, which pasta, you know, is the type of pasta is going to win. I mean, yeah. we've got like so Radiatori is up there. We've got Fusilli. He might be yeah. a super silly fella. I don't know. We're we're, yeah. we're playing around with a lot of names, but yeah. Yeah, because Penny is probably Penny not the sounds right one, too much so. like something bad. So, like, <laughs> yes, exactly. So, at least he's, at least it's, it's a boy. boy so, yeah, yeah. that's right. We've got a, so I have yeah. to say it's a, yeah, that's you guys are probably uh, you know through the roof and excited oh, yeah. and uh, you know with all uh, this whole adventure. So uh, I wish so you um, you know all the thank best. Thank you so much. Oh, you know, thank so you. I was I, I was mentioning to uh, Mikey that um, you know I have three. They are not Rigatoni or Penny or whatever. But <laughs> what are their names? Uh, they are they are they are, uh, so they were all born in France, but. Uh, we thought that um, we had already in mind this idea of moving, and uh, so we wanted to have names that could be, let's say, understood internationally. So the first one, his name is uh, Frederic, but he decided to go back to France, so he is in France. And then um, my daughter, her name is Laura, and then my younger son is Alexandre, so the French version of it. So not Beautiful. Alexander, yeah. but Alexandre. So, I love yeah. that. Yeah, those are great so, names. Yeah, Solid names. So 30, 26, and 24. Amazing. So, see, um, they, are not, they are not little nuggets anymore. <laughs> 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 That's so great. We just, we just painted our little man's room today. So we're just like, we're getting oh, our little wow. nest all ready for him. And it's, it's been an amazing process. Yeah. In the culinary world, we painted his room with milk paint. So the milk paint that we used is this paint that's made from milk. And you can compost really? anything that you don't use. Like it's, you could probably drink it. <laughs> so now I have to ask you: Is it cow milk, or is it oat milk, or is it almond no, milk, is, or is this it? Is, you know, yeah, what this is, is the lactose. <laughs> Soy. This is cow milk. <laughs> oh my! This it's is wild. cow milk. Okay. It's a weird- could be goats. It too, could be. Okay. Yeah, it's wow. amazing. We've yeah. never really used it before, but it's like it's the room looks amazing, but it's also like there are these little unless you mix it super well, there's like these little chunks and there's like these little tiny pieces of milk protein, I think. And we're like, there's like cottage <laughs> cheese on our wall. So <laughs> <laughs> let's hope it doesn't smell <laughs> like old cottage cheese yeah, for after sure. a while. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that I, I think that I can project myself in like in two years down the road. And if you find your son standing on the wall and leaking yes. the wall, you know where it's coming from. 
If, if, <laughs> so that's what's good to happen. That's what I'm hoping for. Is Take I'm, a picture. I'm, send it I to will. Me. I'm hoping for a hungry kid. So if I see him like peeling string cheese off the wall, I'm going to be pumped. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So I have to say it's a weird situation for me, kind of a new mm. situation because today, because it's kind of a bit like, uh, you know, you do mine, I do yours. So it's like, so you, you, you know, you are the guest on my podcast and then uh, later on I will be the guest on your yeah, podcast. We're doing show so swap. I think it's a, it's a great custom. Yeah, absolutely. So it's pretty cool. And so your podcast is called uh, Mikey and Rin Eat. It in. is. Yeah. Mikey and Rin Eat. In. So now. Yeah. Yeah, so I have to ask you. So I'm I'm going to start with Rin. So what is your go-to meal when you eat in? Oh, my God. Well, I, I think people that have listened to our podcast have heard me talk about this meal ad nauseum, but I would love to talk <laughs> yes. about it on your podcast. I know. Because Thank you. It is, Share it on mine, please. <laughs> it is the, the meal that brings me the greatest joy because it's my connection to my grandmother, who is no longer with us. I ate dinner over her house every Sunday for basically my entire life until I left for college. My grandfather was a butcher, and she was a really incredible home cook. And so my go-to meal is a, we actually, Emmanuel, just canned a bunch of San Marzano tomatoes. We do Mm -hmm. this every year. And so that's the base for my sauce. So I make like a very rich ragu sauce that has a pork spare rib base. And this is just the way my grandma made it. And then some homemade pasta, some grated locatelli cheese, which is a pecorino romano, Mm. and then probably a big, you know, farmer's market salad, depending on if it's, you know, maybe winter greens, if it's in the fall or winter time, or some nice kind of springy greens in the spring. But that's that's my go-to comfort meal when I'm eating in and when I'm feeding others. And a crunchy loaf of bread if we're going to drag something through the sauce too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. (laughs) So Mikey, so you you are eating this as well or do you have another go-to meal when you I mean... I love that when she makes it, it's amazing. It's like one of my favorite, you know. You have no choice, I guess. Yeah, and top three meals, of course, that she (laughs) makes. I'm much lazier than her. She's like, she's willing, she'll spend the whole day making the sauce and rolling out the pasta. I think that's amazing. I love it. I'm a pizza and wings guy. Like, I just had my birthday party. Uh I just had my 42nd birthday party the other day. Congratulations to me. You would be. Exactly. (laughs) We decided to add the two numbers together. So four plus two equals six. And so I had a six-year-old birthday party, which is what I want every year, which is pizza, <laughs> cake, and then I have wings. And we ordered okay. we ordered pizza from like my favorite Connecticut-style pizza spot in town called Demos a Pizza. And then we made chicken wings in the house. We air fried some some wings and then just okay. you know, franks and butter, blue cheese on the side. And that, you know, and then my okay. wife and then Rini makes this chocolate cake that is just bonkers it's it's just like a standard kind of like german chocolate cake style but it's got simple syrup Mm -hmm. in the in the mix and so it creates the most moist crumb that you've ever seen in your life Mm. and then it's just this like basically butter ganache chocolate you know frosting on it and it's i could eat that Mm -hmm. every day for the rest of my life and hopefully my life would be better and shorter (laughs) because of it so Uh, soon you are going to have a little yeah. one. Of course, uh, Rig- Rigatoni yeah. is going to come and he's going to eat, yes. you know, your chocolate cake. You I know. know. I yes. hope so. I mean, all, all that yeah. I care about is that he okay, wants good. to eat. Because I'm just, if he, <laughs> okay. like, if he's like some picky little kid who only wants to eat, I don't know what it is. But the most boring 
you know, taupe things or something, like I'm going <laughs> to, it's going to be a huge disappointment. Or if he's not funny, oh boy, we're going to have, we're going to get to fist. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the problem. The, you put like the bar quite high mm-hmm. in your you know. household. So, <laughs> you know, the poor kid. Okay. So, so how did you get into podcasting? So how, how the idea came about? We started actually not as a podcast, really. We started when I first got pregnant and we wanted to, our families don't live super close to us. So we wanted a way for them to be able to kind of opt in and just listen Mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of week (laughs) by week, my pregnancy. So we just started recording our voices and I had a miscarriage. And so we thought, oh, do we keep going with the show? Do we keep talking about this? And we just decided to, you know, continue to reveal parts of, I think, pregnancy and fertility that not everybody always talks about or hears about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got really good feedback from people that it was, oh, this, you know, here's my story and people really wanting to share the podcast itself was really always a like fertility podcast with food as a this sort of mm-hmm. theme throughout okay and then you know within the past year or so it was getting really challenging to continue to talk about the fertility journey it was feeling sort of less healing and more Got like opening up wounds. And, and especially so once you got pregnant. I mean, I think it was like right, we were talking right. about infertility and also, sure. but like, you know, you're trying to keep sure. the like, it's like clapping for Tinkerbell to stay alive, right? You know, you're like, we wanted to really focus mm-hmm. on the positive aspects. And so to talk about infertility and to talk about that sort of stuff, it was just like, we wanted to really, so we refocused, yeah, on food. I think we've sort of switched it, right? It's become a food podcast now with the scene of fertility and pregnancy. Got it. So you you move from like stay in into like eating. Yeah. Yes. Correct? That's, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's the evolution and it's, of the you know, exactly. And I think a lot of what, you know, you talked about on your show with previous guests and a lot of, you know, what we talk about is how inextricably linked food is, right? So like food is mm-hmm, part, mm-hmm. everybody has to eat and it's such a, you know, sure. and obviously it's a big part of pregnancy. It's a big part of like celebration. It's a big part of romance. It's a, you know, it's just, it's the through, like food is the thing that connects everybody. And so for us, mm-hmm, like we mm-hmm. really just wanted to like talk about, you know, A, people that are creating food, B, like what we're doing for the food in our life, which is both to you know, through the struggles that we've been through with with infertility, like the things that were the salves that kind of like, you know, really healed us in our times of grief and our times of need. And then also our celebratory yep. meals when things went really well. So it's been, mm-hmm. food has been like our constant companion. So that's going to be interesting. When When is the due date? December be... 2nd. And we're doing... Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> Guys, I'm December 1st. Are you really? Oh, you are? I've, yes. <gasps> A I'm December first. We have our name. Exactly. Our name is Emmanuel. Yes, We're I could. <laughs> Emmanuel Rigatoni. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> that so that's oh great. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Oh my gosh, yeah. It, it might it might happen that you know the baby comes on this. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. You no. Know? Yes. It can. Oh my gosh, I need to stay connected. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will That's say so too, the, the next two months for us are all about food prep. We're yes. doing tons of broths and, you know, just keeping everything in the freezer so that we can really be nourishing our bodies well when we have a, 
you know, a new babe to tend sure. to and not very much time for our, you know, languid food prep that we like to do. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No more rugby. Right. That's, no, right. no that's, that's right. That's right. I nope. just spent the last two days in uh, in jury duty and didn't get called into any cases or anything. But I sat in the like the the room for eight hours each day, basically. And we've both read this book called The First Forty Days, and it's about you know this idea of after baby's born, you know, you spend like the first forty days, like basically in the room with the baby. But it's all based off of this idea of feeding the mother nourishing regenerative foods, right? And just like all these, these just delicious, wholehearted, like warm and hearty meals. And so we've, we're going to be making congee. We're going to be making like all these broths, a bunch of teas, and everything is just, you know, it's, and all these like components for bowls that we can just pull out and make super easily. And I just, I spent the whole time in jury duty just writing out all the prep lists. So like, I'm like, all right, we're going to like, you know, <laughs> we're going to make this much broth. We're going to like, you know, make this much for congee. And like, yeah, so it's great. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> funny. Cool. So back to the podcast. So uh, did you, do you guys have uh, for like the, the new, I would say, style of uh, the podcast, so the Eat In? Do you have a favorite episode? Oof. And maybe it's different you know, I know, I think for we you, both have uh, different ones. And, and Rain and- I have a couple old episodes that were... You know, from the old show that I that I listen to a lot, that I laugh a lot about. But of the new show, I mean, I, I personally, I think my two favorite ones are um, the one with our friend Ben. He came on to discuss. He's he's we've Great been friends episode. since I was six weeks old, and he came on to just talk about snacks. And it was it's just like snacks are like kind of where I live. It's kind of the the food world that I work in, and I just think about snacks a lot. And we just had a blast because we just laughed and snorted and. Just like there was a lot of like burping and and laughing on the show is great and cursing I'm lots sure. of that cursing. was one of my that was one of my favorites too it was it was so rich with Ben is also an actor a trained actor and so it was I, I don't know it was a really super fun episode I think mine I will say was our episode with Sarah who's a lactation consultant and we were talking about like first food you know yeah. breastfeeding bottle feeding yeah. And I just found that episode, you know, being an acupuncturist, being an herbalist, working with kids, that I found that episode so rich, mm-hmm. you know, talking about first foods and then also just talking about the formula shortage and, you know, who gets mm-hmm. access to formula. And it was really, I think we really traversed a lot of ground on that show. It was a, it was one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah, I learned a ton. I mean, there were so many things that I absolutely did not know that yeah. are in our future. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Very, very yeah. close future. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. And, and do you have like, um, have you made, um, you know, a lot of podcasters, they do that. I mean, do you, have you made like a, a guest dream list that you want to have? I mean, oh. internally, I think we kind of have like yeah. people that we'd always like to get. I mean, for sure, you know, we're, we bring on a lot of makers from around our area. So we bring on a lot of people from Portland. You know, we'd love to have Gregory mm-hmm. Gorday as, you know, one of our, our one of mm-hmm. Portland's best chefs. And we just have a lot of people that like, you know, that are definitely in our, you know, in our orbit that we'd love to try to get. Well, we, to tell you the truth, the, the person we just reached out to was the author of this first 40, first 40 days book. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it's, we're, we're just always, we're kind of very like spontaneous. We like to think in the moment. And so we'll oftentimes like, mm-hmm. you know, be out to dinner and be like, oh, hey, like there's that awesome person that we love. That's a good friend of ours. Like, come on our show. We like it to feel like impromptu almost. Yeah. I mean, I had some, um, some chef, you know, from Portland. I had the uh, 
Bonnie Morales, yeah. you know, for From Kashka. Oh. I love I, I, so I love her her cherry dumplings. Oh, oh my yeah, the gosh. Varn- this is Varnka? probably one I can't of remember the name of yeah. Yeah, Varnicky, yeah, yeah, Varnicky. Varnicky. yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah, I worked so. with her um, a fair amount during I was working with a startup in town that was doing like home delivery from farmers and from local producers. And Barney and I worked uh-huh. together, you know, to get a lot of those, the dumplings kind of, they were just starting to package them for, for retail. And oh, yeah. she was uh, yeah. so, I just, her and, and, you know, and her whole team, they're just really amazing. We love her. Sure. Yeah, she's great. And then, uh, of course, I got as well, Carlo La Magna, uh, you know, from uh, Magna Cucina. Like yes. The, the yeah, that's, so he's, he's uh, about restaurants eight that's, blocks that's from cool. us. And um, next, oh, we're yeah. having dinner there in two weeks, right? Yeah, next, yeah, next weekend <laughs> or whatever is yeah. My whole culinary school class is coming from. Uh, you know, I oh, went cool. to culinary school in Napa Valley at, at the CIA, yeah. and all of my uh, my class they're all coming here. I thought you were you. I thought you were in Langley. D- <laughs> I mean, I do have some sweet interrogation techniques if you want that, but <laughs> but I'm thinking like the people that are listening to my to the episode that sure. we are recording now. And we are like 20 minutes in uh, in the recording, and they're like, this is like really different from what all the guests you got before. <laughs> so where is the con- connection? We are talking about like fertility. We are talking about babies. Yes. We are talking about all this. And then I'm like, what's going it's on? All, it's so, all yes. food related too. Isn't that the wild thing? <laughs> it all food related, yes. But yes, yeah, so you, you went, sorry, I, I interrupted you. But yes, you went to uh, to the CIA yeah. in, uh, you know, in California. I did, yeah. And, we're, and we, I so graduated from one. there. 12 years yeah. ago, something like that. And so we're having kind of like okay. a, a loose reunion with, with my whole class. They're going to come here and, and yeah, one of our, uh, my classmates, Sasha is really good friends with Carlo and we're going to, so we're going to go to, to Magna the first night that they're here and have a big feast. Mikey. So you went to, uh, you went to the CIA, you know, what did you learn there? And, uh, that you think that you still use today and, uh, it could be, like a skill or it could be values or it could be whatever. Yeah, it totally. Is, I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, I'll give you first the, the brief, brief version of it of, of what I do now. So, so my job right now is that I'm a, um, I'm a culinary innovation consultant. So I work with companies. I'm a, you know, I, I kind of bounce around and help companies. I'm like a Willy Wonka for hire where I come in and I help people make, you know, kind of like the wildest ideas that they could ever think of or that I could ever think of. And then we do it. And so I've been involved in a lot of really fun projects. I was involved in the Doritos Locos Taco. I've been involved in lots of like fun, really like for me, it's a dreamy because I get to like do like kind of, you know, what you'd want to eat as a teenager, kind of stoner food. And, but then I also get to do like really awesome, you know, like really locally focused stuff, like things that are helping people eat more healthfully, uh, ways for things to be packaged that are more sustainable. So I just, I love doing that. And so when I went to CIA, I went into school not expecting to work as a chef. I did not have any dreams of going to work at Per Se or going to work at, at all these different places. It was I was more focused on the social element of food. So I love bringing people together around a table, bringing people together around like you know a beautiful you know steak and delicious cocktails, things like that, and then the conversation that happens inside of that. And so in culinary school, I mean, it was a we were in the middle of Napa Valley. So it was just like bonkers. You know, we got to be around unbelievable wine, unbelievable food. Um, the weather was so beautiful. The The main thing that I think kind of struck me was around growing things. So I grew up in Colorado where our growing season was about 12 minutes long. And Kelly Whitaker, who was a former guest on your show, he talks a lot about, you know, how hard it is to kind of like capture the seasons in Colorado because you have to do a lot of things. You have to like put up a lot of things or dry stuff. And so to live in California 
for a couple of years where things just kind of grew year round. And there was things like I moved into a house that had an avocado or a pomegranate tree, an avocado tree, like just things that I'd never even, I didn't really even know existed. And so when at school, I helped them start the first student garden there. And I got really obsessed with the idea of just what it tastes like to eat like a, a tomato that's warmed from the sun that's fresh picked, right? And so I left culinary school and I went to the Olympic Peninsula and worked on a big organic farm there and just got really like so into the idea of what can you eat locally? How can you support farmers? How can we help people to like understand what a carrot tastes like when it still has a little bit of dirt on it? And so I I went from there. I, w- I worked for a long time in like in healthy school food. I helped the, the, in the public school system in Colorado. But the main thing for me has been kind of how can I expose people to like new ways to look at food, new ways to package food, new ways to process food. And I think, you know, the CIA really just exposed me like so quickly to a, an array of food that I really would have not seen otherwise had I just been kind of working in the kitchen or something like that. CIA was really like okay. amazing for that. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit, like, how do you move from, you know, what you just described into like being a, the food consultant that you are? Today? Yeah. So I started doing, um, I, you know, I work with a, a couple different companies that, that help, you know, the, the thing that I really like I'm passionate about is how can I help companies that are growing, which a lot of times are pressured by, you know, investors and different people to, to kind of like, you know, increase margins and, and make sure that everybody's making money. But like, how can I keep, help them stay kind of at their core capabilities, right? So if they're an organic company, or they're an all natural company, and they're trying to do something where they're trying to like make their food still really interesting and still really great ingredients. Like I love to be the person that can help them like either come up with new products or make something that's really true to their essence. And so I started doing work with people around kind of new recipe formulation. You know, for me, it's like I came from an art background and this work like keeps me in the kind of creative space. And so it really scratches the itches that I have for innovation and creativity. And and I can do it everywhere. That's the other thing that I love is I get That's to cool. like bounce around and, you know, see all the people. Do you focus with like... um startup brands or or as well you know more established company that are developing like new new brands or you know new totally concepts. i would say that definitely the majority of my work is established companies or kind of newer companies that have maybe been absorbed by a larger company but i love to work with with you know companies that are startups or people that are doing new things i just did a helped with a project in the bay area where they're making you know delivered ready to eat food and just really like an inspired menu. And that was really fun for me. There's so much like, I love old established companies that are kind of like, they like, they're like, they're confident in what they they can do. But I also love Mm -hmm. like a new excited, you know, company where everybody's just jazzed about, you know, putting something new into the world that, that always gets me, I don't know, very excited to do. And do you have like a favorite categories that, um, you know, that you like to, um, to, to work, um, you know, with, you were talking about snacks I mean, before, so hundred percent. Do you just want to stay in the yeah. snack area, or or you or any type of uh, food? Do you work with beverages? Yeah, I, as so well, I was gonna. More? I was actually gonna say, like my two favorite categories, I think, are snacks and beverages. I just okay. worked with a company that's that's doing some really fun things around kind of canned cocktails and and things like that. And I think I just mm-hmm. you know I I love to eat snack and drink, and so those two things go really well together. And it's I like if I can have a little crunchy, you know, a little crunchy thing with my bubbles. I'm a happy, happy man. So I don't know. And there's nothing, you know, for me, it's like there was this, there was a, um, 
Oh gosh, who was? I think sorry to yeah. interrupt, but I think I found the name of your son Ooh. and maybe potentially your daughter later. I think you should be crunchy and bubble. Oh, I like I think that. That should be cool. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm 100 into that crunch. <laughs> I, crunchy and I bubble. I can say already snacks. see their little personalities too with names like that. It's 100 percent perfect. I thought you were gonna say snacks, and I was gonna tell you I have a friend uh from Steamboat who has a dog named Snacks, and I always thought it was the greatest name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, there yeah. Was, I was I was gonna tell a stupid story, but there was when I lived in Napa Valley, when you were walk when you're driving into Napa. I think it was Domaine Chandon, but it was one of the the companies that makes sparkling wine. And they had a billboard as you were driving into town. And it was, they had two corks on the billboard. And one of them was like a, you know, a, a, the basic cylinder of like a regular cork for a regular still wine. And on the other side, it was a champagne cork. And in the middle, it said, which one looks like more fun? Mm. And, and I was like, <laughs> I just, I, I, that that billboard sums up my career in like in one sentence it's like <laughs> if i could be i could be working on like i don't know you know frozen vegetables or something and like great that'd be you know it's a cool thing it'll make people eat health more healthfully or i could be working with like chips and crunchy like yum 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 some like new tempura covered ramen noodles or something and i'm like yeah that's more fun i want to be working in fun stuff last question before we we go to ring as well when you are working on those projects are you at the early stage where this part of the brainstorming to come up with like a new idea, or are you taking some of the ideas that comes out of the brainstorming and you are going to turn it into like something really concrete with like you know pro- products that people can you know evaluate? So a, a little bit of both, but I'm usually I'm kind okay. of more fun dad that gets to just I come at the beginning and I'm like the innovate the okay. ideation guy who I come in and I go sure. you know what you could make and then I say something and I watch everybody from their R&D team just like start sweating cuz they're like we have to make yes. that now you set jerk <laughs> we need to yes exactly <laughs> or yes I know exactly what yeah. you need so I'll, I I'm the guy who says the stuff that's like seemingly impossible and then usually what I'll do is I'll make the first version of it so I'll make it like a hero okay, version it. I say like try to make this and then they go they come back in three months and they're like here's something that's totally not like that because that was <laughs> totally cost ineffective and production wise oh my yeah. nightmare so yeah, we cannot make yeah. it or we need to make a large <laughs> investment that we cannot exactly make yes exactly very cool now you're in so <laughs> Now the transition is a tough one, but you know, like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about okay, acupuncture and herbalists. So I know the first one because I've done sessions of it. I know that you are focusing on child on childrens, yes, but herbalists. So what does that mean? I, I'm I'm closing my eyes and I now see you going in the woods in um, near Portland and then collecting, <laughs> you know, herbs and, uh, you know, and making like a little, uh, you know, tea um, sure. back home. But I'm, I'm sure it's not that. Yeah. I mean, there <laughs> so. is some foraging that's done to make, you know, an herbal tea. A lot of what I do is, so I went to Chinese medical school, which you, you know, you have a track where you can just do acupuncture, you can do acupuncture and herbal training. And herbs were really the thing that sort of lit me up about the medicine. I think it's because I have such a deep love of food as medicine and have really believed that for a long time. And, you know, 
being an herbalist is really just an extension of that. And so a lot of what it looks like, because I do work with kiddos, is making herbs palatable and fun to take. (laughs) Because a lot of the herbs that I'm prescribing are sometimes bitter tastes or, you know, things that some palates aren't really accustomed to. Oh, weird for kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird weird taste. But but, you know what? Uh, If you want, I, I know a consultant... His name is Mikey. Fabulous. Hi, I'd love to hook yeah. up with so that guy. So maybe he has some idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can hook, we can hook up anytime. Well, with the, one, of the, one of the things that I want to say is like, it's, it, the amazing part for me, because you said it's going to be a hard transition. The amazing part for me when she was in acupuncture school is it wasn't that different than when I was in culinary school because she would have these little <laughs> baggies of all of these herbs that I knew about, like cinnamon and like black pepper sure. and just different things that I totally Field knew mint. these things. Yeah. Field yep. mint. And yep. so it was, it was mm-hmm. so awesome because it was so food related. And I love that. Did you discover like, um, Mikey, like a herb that, um, you know, she was playing with and using that you didn't know about. Oh, and I that mean, could be that, you know, you decided to use it for food. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there was something that I really decided to use. I mean, there's a lot of wild herbs in Chinese herbs. But there was definitely, I mean, there was a lot of things that I was already using, like a lot of warming herbs and spices that that I didn't, you know, I was like, oh, because they, they taste good or they're just really delicious and they make you feel like you're comfort, you know, like totally comforted. And she was like, well, you know why they make you feel comforted? And she was able to kind of describe the back end of it from a Chinese medicine perspective. Yeah. A part of what we learned is kind of taste and texture and really the kind of romance of the herbs, like getting to know the herbs on a on a personal level, on a deep level. And then also the what the tastes are going to do in your body. So what's a bitter herb? What is that medicinal going to do for your body? What is a warming herb? What's that going to do for your digestive system? And I just found that the connection between taking an herb and it's, you know, it's food basically, right? What is this food going to do in your body to improve your health? You know, I think it's something that I've thought a lot about throughout my life. I was a health coach for a while and so talked to people a lot about nutrition. But this just really felt like such a rich way to bring that food as medicine piece into people's lives. And I love doing the the sort of education around herbs. I just had such a love affair learning herbs. And, you know, it's a lifelong learning process for sure. And being able to experiment with herbs in my own in my own life and with you know with me and Mikey while we're preparing food and it's just a delight it really is <laughs> yeah absolutely I, I can see already like a little uh, rigatoni when he's going to become uh, like a little boy and um, you know when he's going to have like his friend coming at home and you are going to be like the weird mama. <laughs> That he's like playing with herbs. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So, yeah. And they are, going, they are going to look look at you and say, like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, she's going to be the, yeah, the, the, the be mom. No, That's funny. <laughs> there'll be no high C served in my house. It'll be like an herbal tea that the kids will have to drink. So, <laughs> Yeah. And then, yeah, some needles. And you know what? That There's not going to be any party at your house. <laughs> that's great. That's what, You're going to be quiet. That's what dad's for. Yes. Dad will bring the party. Don't worry about <laughs> so, it. Yeah, then we kids. bring in then we bring in crunchy bubble dad. Yeah. It's ah, a good balance. Exactly. This is exactly this is where Very the good. full name comes to fruition. It's rigatoni 
and then party time. <laughs> Rick, yes. <laughs> Rick, I repeat, party yeah, time. You know that's it, true. I forgot. I forgot about the second name. <laughs> the yes, middle name is the most important. <laughs> the second part of it, the middle name. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so let's switch to uh, the, the rapid fire Ooh. questions. So um, I always ask my, um, my guests that um, if I uh, go with them where they live, so it will be like the three of us going on a tasting tour in Portland, mm. Oregon. So what are the five spots that you are going to take mm. me to? Rini, why don't you take three? I'll take two. <laughs> well, I've got my first one. And he's, he's Googling them. <laughs> I've got my first one loaded up <laughs> because, Emmanuel, we can take a beautiful walk in our neighborhood, which I love. And it's, you know, it's a little bit of a lengthy walk, but we're going to want to walk back afterwards because we're going to eat so much at this bakery. (laughs) It's called Tabor Bread. Everything is sourdough and they make these Mm -hmm. croissants, which I would love for you to have. And Mm -hmm. they're these sourdough croissants that are just magical. They are so magnificent. All of their pastries Mm -hmm. are beautiful. Their bread is beautiful, but I think their croissants are the, the standout. So that's the first place we'd go. All right, cool. Okay. And then on the way back from there, we're going to stop <laughs> at <laughs> We're going to stop at Well, I think we should stop for some drinks first. Okay. And we're going to yep. go mm-hmm. Is that okay? Definitely. I think oh okay. yeah. Yeah, cuz everybody needs a cocktail after a, after a croissant. Absolutely. It's probably yeah. going to be 10:30 in the morning, so let's uh let's <laughs> It's <do> fine. It. <laughs> it's five somewhere. Yeah, so we can <laughs> Well, first of all, we're going to go to, I think, our favorite new restaurant, which is called Rangoon Bistro. And mm. it's, a, it's a Burmese, it's Burmese cuisine. And it's, and it's so delicious. And it's just like, I don't know, I don't really know Burmese cuisine all that well. But it just feels like it's, it's the like, most soul food of soul food that I've had. It feels like it's being cooked from this person's mother's kitchen. And it's just like bright flavors. It's these, you know, wild colors that I really haven't seen people execute really well. Kind of like, you know, green mm-hmm, rice mm-hmm. with like a turmeric oil. And it's just like, but every single bite is like, I dream about it all the time. We're going to walk across the street and get a cocktail from a delicious food cart pod. Cause that's a huge thing in Portland. Yeah. So hinterland, it's a new, it's like a new food cart pod that I just love. But the best part about it is it's someone bought an old house. And they put food cart pods kind of in the driveway area, but they made the house into the bar and it's their cocktail program is unbelievable. Like they make the best Manhattan, I think in town at hinterland. So those get to be one choice. So that was one. I was going to say also, it's a restaurant that just opened back up recently called Akadi. This is West African food. Talk about like food as medicine. It is just Mm. feels so beautifully nourishing, soulful, bright, amazing, like tickle every sense. So that's, I think Tabor Bread and Akadi are going to be my my two contributions. I got one more. (laughs) <laughs> well, so I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up with what my heart actually really desires every day, which is just a delicious slice of pizza. And you know, we have some unbelievable pizza places in Portland that are kind of more on the like I would call them a little fancier like kind of artisan pizza. We have Ken's, we have we have a Pizza Shoals. Lovely's 50/50. Lovely's 50/50, which is so delicious. Sarah Minnick is making like some of the most beautiful pizzas ever. But when I want a pizza, I go to Pizza Jerk. 
And pizza jerk, I think they sell themselves as Jersey Shore pizza, but it feels like it's the kind of <laughs> slice of pizza that you're going to get like in Asbury Park or something. And it's like greasy and yummy. And it's like, I just love it. Cupped, like little cupped <laughs> pepperoni. Not feeling I don't it. care what he thinks. The Jersey Shore is dope and the pizza is <laughs> delicious. I don't have to impress him oh, with yeah, my pizza yeah, choices. Yeah. It's the best. I think it's like oh, my yeah, favorite yeah. pizza in town because it's like... I, I live in New Jersey, so I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I Me think too. we were setting up a really solid food tour for him until... Until, until Pizza Jerk? Yeah. Nah, you're going to love it. It's super good. Okay, okay no, no, I'm yeah. sure I'm going to love it. You know, it's a joke. <laughs> Rin, what's your guilty, favorite guilty pleasure food? Oof. It has to be like some kind of bready i think it's a croissant i think it's like okay croissant is my perfect food because it's you've got a little bit of crunch you've got this soft gooey beautiful center especially one from Mm -hmm. Tabor bread you have this like little bit of sourness from the sourdough there's something so deeply comforting to me about that just so now, now, now I have to ask you a question. I have to ask yeah. you a question. You know, like kind of like the would ra- would you rather type of question. <laughs> yes, love would, would you rather. Love My favorite game. So now you just mentioned this, and then I know that you have an Italian background. So would you rather only eat French food for the rest of your life, or <gasps> only eat Italian food for the rest of your life? Oof! Oof! Wow. I'm going to say say Italian food. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Only because I think it has a, it's like comforting on another level because it's so familiar. It's the food I grew up eating. Sure. But I understand. That's a real tough would you rather. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Mikey here. Uh, so, beside pizza, what's your favorite pizza? Place? I mean, beside the one from the, sh- the new jo- the Jersey sure. Show, of course. I mean, I think, well, one of the things that I think, A, we've established on my show, our show, but then also we've definitely established on this show is that I don't have uh, guilt. <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> That's I true. A, I should have skipped the question yeah, for you. I don't care yeah. about, I don't feel guilty about anything that I eat. But I will say that the food that I, the the thing that I will eat where I kind of feel like I need to hide it a little bit or something like that is I love a 7-Eleven Slurpee. Like I, I don't drink sodas ever, but I will drink a soda. Like I will drink a Coca-Cola in a Slurpee form. I think it's, it's on okay. a hot summer day. It's like my favorite thing. And then I will get like. The poor kid. Oh, poor he's going to love it. He's going to love it. <laughs> Between the greasy pizza and the slurpee. Hell yeah. No, we're going to have a blast. He's going to be my... This is okay. why he's going to need all of this Rini, medicine. Rin, Rin, like, take him on the wall, like, and we'll tour, like, to the French bakery sure. over there. Yes. <laughs> so, like, yes. Oh, yeah, you can be... And I can be fancy, too, but... So, but after, like... And I, and I, I will kidding. only I'm do this on the, like, on the way back from a hard hike or a hard mountain bike or something like that. But man, a Slurpee, and then I was going to finish it off. Is I usually get a Slurpee, and then I get a microwaved Don Miguel's breakfast burrito for like I think they're like seventy nice. cents. Or so. They're like wild cheap. It's just like it's my childhood in like in a, in my hands. And so yeah, that's those are my guilty snacks. Okay. <laughs> so, Mikey, I have to ask you a question yeah. because one one of the episodes of your podcast, I heard that you were kind of plain vanilla ice cream, and I couldn't believe that. Yes. I know it's it's I'm wild. Like, so boring. What? It's not. It's, it's not. I I love. I mean, I love vanilla, yeah. and you know, I I we do a lot of vanilla. The company. I, I yeah, work, yeah. Um, you know what? But 
you know, give me like a vanilla ice cream. On the other side, give me like a spice, goat cheese, pumpkin mm. pie. I am go for totally. that one because you know I want to. I just want to know what it is, what it totally. tastes like. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm just curious. So when I heard you saying plain vanilla, I'm like, hmm, yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't often eat plain vanilla ice cream plain. Like I usually eat plain vanilla ice cream with like crunched up, you know, like hot sauce. Yeah, peanuts or hot sauce <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like magic shell, I love. Yeah. yeah. But and I'm certainly not afraid. Like we live right down the street from Salt and Straw Ice Cream in Portland, which does like you know they'll do wild things where they'll put like they had a Thanksgiving one where they had you know gravy stripes through it and then stuffing cubes and little bits of fried turkey skin. I like a wild ice cream, but like if I'm eating at a place that I've eaten at a lot, then I will go crazy with stuff. But like I like to go if I'm at a new place, I'm like if you can crush your vanilla ice cream or you can make something really delicious that's very simple, then I'll trust you to do do me well on other stuff. I'll get more adventurous. But yeah, I'm kind of boring in that world. Boring with the vanilla ice cream. Not on the same page with the greasy pizza from the shore. (laughs) So now I'm going to ask you the final question. Would you choose McDonald's fries or Burger King fries? Ooh, I don't... Do you know Burger King fries, Randy? Okay, that's the good question. That's a good answer. So I know. Well, definitely. So the answer is McDonald's (laughs) for sure. I mean, like, I... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I think think Burger King has the potato starch ones where they're like a little... They've got the bat, like battered fries. Ah, I hate that. Yeah. I'm McDonald's. Okay. I would like to eat a McDonald's fry circa whatever year it was. They were still using lard to cook No, beef tallow. Mm. (laughs) Beef tallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beef Beef tallow he was. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. 100%. Let's go back to that time. We, we, yes, did, yes, we made, we made ha- homemade yeah. fries well, about a year ago, maybe, where we get, we used all beef tallow. And I mean, it was the, the best fry I've ever had. Yeah, Spectacular. It is. Spectacular. It is. Okay. Rin and Mikey, thank you so much for being on the show. I wish you all the best, especially with the little one coming. And I think, I think it's going to come in December 1st. I, think so too. I, I, I love believe this. so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah so i want to hear everything about it so very cool thank you yeah sweet conversation with you it was really fun yeah thanks so much we're gonna have a little emmanuel rigatoni party time sheet they're coming up <laughs> december 1st <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening today it was a fun episode to record i truly enjoyed my conversation with mickey and rin Please don't forget to listen to the conversation I had with them on their podcast, Mickey and Rin 8 In. Besides talking about my upcoming book, Conversations Behind the Kitchen Door, that will be published on November 8th, Mickey and Rin had a lot of goofy questions like, who is my celebrity crush, my most memorable moments with the celebrity chef, and their famous quiz that it was obvious I was going to lose. Anyhow, You will definitely learn a lot about me. But back to my podcast now. Don't forget to follow Flavors on the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And please subscribe to the newsletter on flavorsunknown.com as you do not want to miss any upcoming episode. And talking about this, next week, my guest will be Chef Nathaniel Zimet from Bouchery and Bouret in New Orleans. I see you in two weeks. And until then, remember that people who love to eat are always the best people. Thanks for listening to Flavors Unknown. If you've enjoyed this episode, give us a follow on Instagram at Flavors Unknown and visit us at flavorsunknown.com. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts.